Hey, Neo. 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 Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is um, two two pages from a, the most recent issue of Us Weekly. 25 Things You Don't Know About Me by Sarah Haynes, former View person who's now in Good Morning America. Yeah, I know. I remember from our okay. extensive View episode. Book. Number seven. The last time I cried was when I ran out of ice cream. Okay. Number 15. My dream dinner party guests would be Melissa McCarthy, Reese Witherspoon, and Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Number twenty-three. What would what would would Melissa McCarthy and Jesus talk about? I mean, what I mean, Reese Witherspoon could talk to anyone. uh, But honestly, Reese Witherspoon talking to Jesus at a dinner party. A better a better dinner party would be Reese Witherspoon and the devil. Let's be honest. Like, oh, we never sit Jesus and Reese next to each other. (gasps) They just will not shut up. Reese and Jesus would be like pretty boring. Reese and the devil would be a lot of fun. They get wasted. It'd be recently, really funny. Recently, Reese posted an Instagram that was so like, it was oh, like written meme. by a robot. Where, no, she was just like, like this weekend, I'm going to eat a whole box of pizza or something like <laughs> yeah. something. And it was a meme and it was just like, and it was like Reese me, has the never pizza. seen a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very funny. Um, this one. Here's another one. Number 23, I once peed my pants in a haunted house in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one, honestly. Um, but the last thing I wanted to read you was Brooklyn Decker's In Her Bag. Yes. What's in Brooklyn what was, Decker's bag? Yeah, what's in her bag. Nothing interesting, really. But mm-hmm. there was this line that, tell me if I'm crazy for thinking this is hilarious. I carry It Cosmetics Bye Bye Pores Powder. It was female founded and it actually works. <laughs> That's like funny, right? That's funny. I mean, it's just, it's like. It's female founded she, and it actually works. She's trying to like do, like it's taken out of, con- like you can, it might be taken oh, out of yeah. context. Yeah. I know what yeah. she means. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's it. How was your weekend? You're in Florida. I'm in Florida. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Having a great time. That's really good. Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Florida. How's the weather in Florida? Beautiful. Just beautiful. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Before you missed kind of a hot. you missed a so so weekend of weather. I left just as like my allergies were just like beginning to drive me insane. So pollen I can't wait to come back. Everywhere. I pollen downloaded an app that everywhere. tells you if there's pollen, but every day the app's just like, sorry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just squealing. It's just like every morning the app's like, better check the weather, dum dum. And it's like <laughs> literally because like it's a hundred percent pollen. And if it's windy, it's worse. So it's like windy and pollen is the worst. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty wild. It's really, it's really, uh, we've had enough of this intro talk. I think we should move on to, uh, oh, wait, Lindsay, did you watch Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones last night? Of course I did it. What's okay. new? How um, was it? Hell of an episode. Hell of an episode. I heard it through the door. My dad was watching it. So oh, really? I was, like, watched, hearing, I was hearing like, no, just my dad by himself. Yeah, it was a really long battle. And I was just like, this sounds so dull. Like, I can't even believe that. It's still happening. But a battle ended and now we're done with the battles. Well, there might be one more we're battle. Not di- but, but, but then I asked you, no did anyone zombies. important die? And you said no. Well, one important person died, but it's complicated. <laughs> See, this is no one you would know died. 
but a very major character died. A but who? I don't think you know who this person is. A who or a them? No, it's a them. I just, I feel like it's just going to complicate. You're going to be like, this, oh, this one, that thing. Uh, I know like two like- characters. So it's honestly like fair. That's fair. I know like two people. I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. Although everyone's already watched it. I know, I, I know, dragging. I don't wife, want to talk about. I don't Jonas, want to talk about Jonas' wife. <laughs> I don't what? want to talk about Winterfell versus the White Walkers. I want to talk about Olivia Munn versus the Fug Girls. Oh, I've been waiting to talk about this. Oh, all I want to talk week. about Ariana Grande versus the Bloggers. I want to talk about Justin Bieber versus E. I want to. I want to talk about <laughs> Lizzo versus music journalists. I want to talk about celebrities who hate criticism. It's like been the most wild week for that do things come in threes yes because this came in three you know and then everybody was writing it's think pieces. well justin doesn't really count because he's like Justin's, part of ariana well, justin and ariana it's the same thing yeah it came in threes you know and i we wouldn't talk about ariana because like clearly she's not a who but i feel like this this goes into the the uh media portion of what we talk mm-hmm. about here olivia and, munn definitely a who lizzo definitely a who right and so that's what's so funny about them is that they are going after in very different ways the people who write about them because mm-hmm. i think i would just say you're a little too hooey to go after the writers but I think that in terms of Elizabeth, Olivia Munn, which we'll talk about what she did, she did it with a very specific strategy to use it to elevate herself as like this like body positive kind of like mm-hmm. woke Me too, warrior. person. And it, it fucking uh, blew up in her face because <laughs> the people she decided to go after happened to be two women who work really hard at being at being fashion critics, but not actually like mean. talking about women's body bodies, shaming. which yeah. is like very easy to do. But they are like the new generation of the Joan uh, Rivers type thing. Yeah. But the thing about Olivia Munn is that, yes, it blew up in her face. Yes, she was very wrong. But she doesn't know that she was wrong. She never no. got that memo. That well, memo did not get to her. I feel like there were enough things written, though, that she got she would get a sense. And her she got totally ratioed. Like her replies were like mostly people being like, stop. Yeah, but I think she's just the type of person who's like, you know, she could be told she's wrong all day, but like, is will not care. Will not right. care. Right. So what happened? Just explain what happened. Olivia, Olivia Munn took to Twitter with a really funny screen grabbed thing from like Pages. What do you think that was? Pages. It wasn't Notes app. A it, screenshot, but then it was like she was like a short was a, essay, but it was you could barely read it. These so she says a short you- essay on the ugly behaviors of the app Fug Girls. And she tagged them in it. And it's this funny, it's maybe six paragraphs. And it starts with um, weird screenshots from Go Fug Yourself where they're making fun of an outfit that she wore to some event. And she goes on this long, long um, rant about how the Go Fug Yourself girls are body shamey and that... um, you know, women are be are used to being chastised for their weight, and they're they're it's emotionally and physically damaging to them. Blah 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 blah. This is all part of the Me Too movement. And then she tries to coin some other turn instead of boys will be boys. She's like, we should start saying blogs will be blogs. Blah 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 blah. Um, and it ends with saying, "Cheers and go fuck yourself." O M. Peace sign. I mean, she is not an amazing dresser. They don't love her style. So they, you know, write about her often. The post that kind of maybe set her off was this post that says, if I if I had a dollar for every time I've said, oh, my God, Olivia Munn. And it's a really short post. It just says, like, 
when I saw this photo, even if this looks objectively not as terrifying as the last time I said it, which was recently, this post is littered. That post is titled, Oh My God, Olivia Munn. This is kind of just like she got roped into making a sequel for American Hustle and ended up going straight on demand. Things yeah. could be worse. So it was like, notice the way that they write about it. It's not actually about... It's about clothes. Body. It's about... It's about the clothes. clothes. And it's and always been about the clothes with them. And Olivia right. Ma- Olivia Munn says that because this photo, this outfit was worn to a charity event. Um, she's exempt. She's exempt from it because she wore it to this like good cause. And because she wore it to a good cause, that should trump everything. So how dare you comment on how I'm dressed? But it's like. She got mad at a post that says Julianne Moore looks like a cloud. Like literally that's the one of the posts that she cites as being being bad being being you know offensive or whatever But then the problem is so everything really came back to bite her in the ass it would have bit her in the ass on on exclusively the merit of that horrible essay alone that where did she even write that thing um also it has it's it's screenshotted weirdly so like some of the lines are messed up and it's like i don't know how celebrities do this why don't they just type things in notes up i was i'm trying to remember who said that i love that that we're more we're more concerned with like the format of how this got released i mean it's so terrible notes app exists use it it's fine we're used to this by now make it four slides i don't care just use notes app um but that would have been enough to, to rile people up, to rile, like, specifically bloggers and critics, but just, like, everyone. Um, but Olivia Munn has a history. If you if you hop onto the, into the Wayback Machine, she has a history of actually body shaming. And so in, in her replies, like, up at the top. Oh, her replies are, like, they're ruined. It's like, remember your terrible tweets about fat people? Here's, here's a, a snippet from a blog that she published in 2009. People love coming up with new studies to explain the mystery of fat people. I guess scientists who understand molecular biology space and quantum physics just can't quite understand why fat people don't stop being fat. And they finally come up with the reason. Fat people eat too much. Duh. Um, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Fatty Patterson, if you aren't working your ass off in the gym, stop eating that cake. Your cake intake is too high. And get off your couch, you fat ass. Exercise program is too low. Anyway. Um, she I mean, she has about tweets that are literally still live on her Twitter that are like about fat people you know just like being terrible like mm-hmm. it's not it's very strange of her to to do this and then it's funny you look at her like in her twitter and it's fully skinned in like her she's doing stuff for like shelter dogs mm-hmm. and so she's like charity and then she's got her post about fuck girls like she really is trying to do something mm-hmm. and it's just a total failure she's seen the way i'm going to assume the way that it's worked with other people where people who may not have a whole lot going on at the moment um, can pivot to this sort of like armchair social Jamila media activism. Jamila, is that what you're trying to say? Well, I didn't say any word. <laughs> I didn't say a name, Lindsay. I didn't say a name. I'm just saying that a lot of celebrities have found it helpful to their own, not necessarily personal brands, but like exposure level if they just like do our social media activism and it's like oh you can stay on the news you can stay on the public eye if you do this you can get like um a couple of solid grades from the general public if you speak up about body shaming and yeah while that is true she chose the wrong targets and she did it in the worst way possible and also she didn't delete her tweets first you know it's just funny it's like you're right she's like mimicking something that she's seen a trend Mm -hmm. that she's seen to like hop on the bandwagon of like woke calling out people and she's like oh i'll just call these bloggers like what you know why not like how could that go wrong and she Mm -hmm. like chose the wrong thing it's like choose the daily mail choose someone who's actually despicable like 
you know, and who <laughs> and who won't honestly and who who is like a big conglomeration or something like choose choose the media it's so much mm-hmm. easier just to be like the media sucks choose the media and it's like you went after two women who are like not only well respected on the internet but have been around for such a long time that there's like a large archive of like what they've done to show for it you yeah know? and and even um what's her name zoe kazan was the most notable among the people who did this but zoe kazan went on twitter and defended the fuck girls and was like i love when they mention me like i feel seen um they're great well, writers, because they blah, blah, write blah. about they think about what the fashion that they're wearing i mean she mm-hmm. i guess zoe again zoe kazan was pregnant or recently pregnant and she wore like a loose fitting dress and they kind of like commented on that and like how tough it is to like you know dress like when you, you know when you're just recently post being pregnant blah mm-hmm. blah and she was just like they, that was like nice that they took the time to think about that and it's like yeah well you know whatever but I do think that a lot of people if they've never heard of the fuck girls or if they're just like they don't like the media in general a lot of other celebrities will be like go girl like Olivia Munn yeah girl like stand up you know because they're not they don't know and to them it just seems like she's just being they're gonna take Mm -hmm. her word for it yeah, and we and we actually there were more than this. So we have we can talk about the Ariana Grande versus the blogger stuff that you have in here next. I mean, you know who else which, I like fucking hate? And it was Michael who, Che. Michael Che. That's yeah. my least. That's my like most angering person who well, the, the Ariana goes thing after we can do, everyone and yeah. like you know calls out their their names and like you know kind of. Luckily, he's not famous enough to really like sick peep sick his fans on people. But yeah, like, he doesn't really move if, the needle. But Ariana Grande is, and and that's what she tends to do. And I think actually she deleted this tweet about bloggers because it had that effect, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. she didn't mean for it to have that effect. I mean, also here's the like the full story is insane. So it's like Justin Bieber it's and Ariana Justin. Grande performed at Coachella. He came out and did a he did a guest appearance like on her set, right? And mm. he Cameo. sang to a backing track, and they. And someone noticed it and they said, oh, you know, it's because like we didn't have a lot of time to rehearse, blah, blah. Like, I'm sorry, look at Beyonce last year, but whatever. And somebody on like an E! News pop culture after show, like a, yeah. one of the It was a low women, rent E! News yeah. show. It's like the people you see after you watch E! And they're like, coming up tonight, yeah. like, like this Morgan, celebrity took maybe? a poop. Yeah, whatever. And he got mad at her and tweeted. And then she tweeted about like how bloggers are bad. But what's really wild about this is like she just is lumping in every critic and media calling them bloggers. That was what was so funny about this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she wrote, one day everybody that works at these blogs will realize how unfulfilled they are and purposeless what they're doing is and hopefully shift their focus elsewhere. That's going to be a beautiful ass day for them. I can't wait to feel for them to feel lit inside, which is just like fucking condescending in general, mm-hmm. whether or not she it doesn't matter. The point is, is that she tweeted something against the per- people who had nothing to do with the criticism that she received for yeah. this specific thing. And uh, who else? Let's talk about. Michael Che. Oh, well, do I need it? I mean, the Michael Che thing goes back a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, anytime anyone writes about Michael Che, he... he takes to his Instagram. He goes to his Instagram and he screenshots them, screenshots their article and just, like, makes jokes slash kind of, like, attacks them in, like, a joking but, like, really fucking disgusting way. And these aren't attacks, like, I'm saying Michael Che sucks, that's an attack. But these are more, like, people writing about, like, what the work that he's doing on SNL and yeah, not Like, wow, SNL isn't very way. good lately. Yeah, like, wow. SNL sucks. Or, like, uh, Michael Che and Colin Jost are not that funny and, like, maybe they shouldn't be the head writers. That's actually more directly mean than so many 
many of these people are being. But it's just more so that he is such a whiny baby that can't handle criticism that he goes after these individuals, you know, people who write for the internet as if we don't have enough issues as it is with like what we do for right. a living. Yeah. And so. so he he was what set him off this time. Anytime someone critiques Michael Che and Michael Che and Colin Jost are absolutely worthy of criticism, any and all criticism they receive. Um, and so is anyone in the public so eye or can receive criticism sure. or constructive or not constructive or any at all. But a lot of it has been from what I've seen that he gets mad at is like, you know, well, well thought out research const- constructive criticism. The recent one was from Stephen Hyden, who wrote something at, on, um, on Uproxx about how it was about Colin Jost more than anything and it was actually like it had kind of a clickbaity headline it was about like he sucks but like it was kind of an examination of like it's weird that he sucks um this is why people think that he sucks uh why did why is he like the internet's most hated person blah 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 blah. right it's like basically this person saw people which is very online being like Colin Che and my Colin Joseph and Michael Chase suck and was like, why do people say this? Which is yeah. just a general. Why does everyone hate angle. Colin Joseph? That's what it was yeah. called. Well. And so he goes on for a really long time and ultimately he's like, um, I'm just going to read the ending just because it gives you an idea of like the fact that this is actually criticism. This is actually like a thoughtful thing. This isn't just like this guy blows. I don't know how much Colin Jost pays attention to what people say about him. Again, he's wealthy and he's Black Widow's boyfriend. Jost is doing great. But I think the qualities that make him appealing for his SNL co-workers, that homegrown, aggressively normcore sturdiness, also undermine him with the general public. I'd like to see him embrace being the heel, as he did recently at WrestleMania 35. Being more hateable would actually make him more likable. For now, he's kind of dull without the conviction of owning his jerkiness, which is like... Wow, good that's criticism. Actually, like really you know? good criticism. Yeah, um, no, because I feel like people would like him if he was like played that role. It's very smart. And so Michael Che sees this and he starts going off on Twitter and he convinces, I don't even know how it starts, but suddenly Stephen Hyden's Wikipedia is now saying that he fucks dogs and it's based well, it's on like, Michael it's an Che old saying bit. that like, it's an, it's an old bit that like some other comedian did about oh, whatever that's... It, it's some old bit, and what really sucks is that he has Stephen Hyde and other people being like, I think you're funny. That was a funny joke, man, because they're trying to be, like, not – they're not – they're trying to not mm-hmm. do what Michael Che is doing. So they're yeah. like, man, you know, the, like, I, I do think you're funny, and I do think what you did was funny. But it's like – it's just, like, it sucks. It's stupid. It's lazy, and it's – come you look like an idiot. Yeah, and, and – I guess I don't know how we can how we can end this up. This is something that happened that crosses who them boundaries. The only way to prevent stuff like that is just is to just not comment on anything. Like there are definitely a lot of celebrities who are like, oh, I don't read, I don't read the internet, I don't Google my name, and I believe them. There are a lot of people who do that, and I don't who say that, and I don't believe them. But I feel like that's the only good way to be. I mean, the worst, you know? worst, worst example is, is Lizzo, and I think that is truly the 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 this. Those were all what we just went over was kind of the like second, third, fourth level of this. Like you've been yeah. famous for a long time. You go after the wrong whatever you misunderstand something. You can't take criticism. Lizzo was just like straight up went after somebody who wrote a very thoughtful pitchwork review of her album, which is kind of the typical way that you see, which is a lot of people who say, you know, people who review albums don't, and don't make music themselves should be unemployed or shouldn't be able to do it. I hear this a lot, especially, and this really bugs me, from people who write about television or write, sorry, 
who write television, who don't like TV reviews, who don't like the people who write about television on the internet because they're like, well, if you can't do it, you can't criticize it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, uh, that's not really how criticism works, actually. And when you write television, when you make music, when you make a movie, it's actually not for other TV writers. It's actually not for other movie writers. It's not for other music, uh, music creators. It's for people. It's for the actual people who don't have experience or don't know how to do that. So you saying, oh, you you shouldn't tr- knock this until you've tried it. And it's like, that's actually not the point of criticism. Yeah, that's, that's misunderstanding it. That's what Tom Skoka brings up in that on Smarm thing, where it's like he brings yes. up that Dave Eggers thing where Dave Eggers was like, oh, after he was super rich and successful, he was like, I felt I feel bad for because he was a critic early on in his career. Yeah. And he was like, I feel bad for all the bad things that I wrote like before I was you know, before I had a movie deal, before I was published, like, before I was a success. And he's like, I know that, like, you shouldn't, I shouldn't be, you shouldn't criticize a movie until you made a movie. You shouldn't criticize a book until you've written a book. And it's like, nope, that's not how we do things. That's wrong. But I think that that's, like, not an uncommon opinion among people. I know. That's, your brain is broken. Your brain is broken when you get famous. And I Right. And this is because of, you know, the pay disparity and the lifestyle change that you experience when you go from writing on the internet to writing TV or whatever. And and that's the, the problem, not the actual work itself. Itself. And the people you are surrounded by, yeah, like 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 Lizzo, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Michael Che, Colin Jost, for the for the bulk of their working lives, at least, they're surrounded by people who, you know, jerk them off the entire day. It's like they're right. they're perfect; they can do no wrong. So right. of course they're thin skinned, right? And you they've have, been conditioned you know, out of thick skinnedness. Them- the problem is you have them celebrating the good reviews. So you don't get it both ways. You don't no. get to celebrate the good reviews and then say that reviewers shouldn't be unemployed. Like, yeah. that's dangerous. That's bad. That's ignorant. You know, and then she retweeted someone who said, this is the most ridiculous logic, but if the review were completely positive, it would have been fine. Some of y'all need to rethink a ho- think harder and tweet less. And she retweeted that and said, you're absolutely right, meaning she had maybe, like, taken a minute, stepped back from the computer and, like, thought about stuff for yeah. a second. You know, I, I get reacting, being really defensive. It's your first album. It's just released. And, like, it doesn't get this amazing review, even though you've heard, like, all these positive things. But, like, I feel like the person who reviewed it gave it a really thoughtful and, like, nuanced listen, which you should yeah, appreciate. I, I forgot you know? her name, but she's really good. It's like, Rawia, it's like, I think. Yeah. And so it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the Fug Girls, where it's like, honestly, Lizzo, maybe you could have a case if it was anyone but her, you know, this yeah, particular writer, truly, this particular truly. thing. It's like, even at Pitchfork, you know, even other writers like you, at Pitchfork. You chose the, you, like, chose it's the like wrong they, person. They both chose somebody to go after that was the wrong what they were trying to, the point they were trying to prove, it was the wrong person to prove that point. Mm-hmm. Like, if Lizzo wants to go after critics, you chose the wrong critic. And like, mm-hmm. if Olivia Munn wants to go after people who write about fashion and bodies, you chose literally the wrong, like there are millions of people you could go after and you chose the wrong one. Yeah. And you chose the wrong one in such a specific way. It wasn't like she retweeted the Fug Girls and said, these girls suck. She wrote an essay, screen, you know, it was applauded that's why it's so funny to me because she mm-hmm. you could tell she tried so hard to make this a thing for her oh, yeah and it's yeah. a failure um i don't know the, the last thing that's that you mentioned you you were talking about like the internet but it reminded me of something in because richard lawson also wrote about this in vanity fair the, the yeah. criticism thing and he brings yeah. up which is important that like the internet has become such a nice place like yes. And so yes. it's so easy for celebrities to just focus on the good stuff because the good stuff is everywhere. Like we're obsessed with being nice on the internet. Um, 
you know, there are entire websites that are centered around that whose success is, is, uh, whose success relies on being nice to maintain like a certain level of access. So whenever you're sort of desensitized to the non-nice stuff or the more realistic stuff, it's it's hard to deal with it when it's not nice because nice is everywhere. If you've never read it before. Yeah, and yeah. if you've never read it before, if no one's ever like spoken to you that way. I mean, I think also it's like the internet is doing this thing where it's trying to figure out what we do with like about bullying. Like mm-hmm. bullying is like, you know, anything mean is bullying. And that's actually not true. Like bullying is actually quite different than thoughtful criticism or not liking something or being slightly negative about something like that is very different than bullying yeah and it's like (laughs) that's the that's that's the the, what the olivia munns of the world don't understand it's like no like bullying when people just throw the word bullying around they they forget that like the power dynamic is the main thing behind bullying like you you can't really be bullied if you're the one with more power if you are the more right well this is always a thing where it's like you know, you're, you're, when you have, when you say something, are you punching up? Or are you punching down? Like, like Ariana Grande kind of going after a, a, a woman on E, a host on E, or just bloggers in general, that's punching down. So therefore, like when her f- fans go after the person they think that she is, has mistreated Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's essentially like that is bullying. <laughs> like that, that's bull, that that's bullying. That is bullying. Right. So when you throw criticism out there, I mean, us criticizing Lizzo or the way she handled this, we're punching up. Lizzo is famous. We are not. You know, she is in the position of power. She has influence. She has followers. Like, that you like that's the problem with this is like whenever celebrities comment on like norm quote unquote normal people they are punching down so like i i just think i just think some in summation i think everyone just needs to get a little more educated when it comes to criticism um and maybe even attend harvard uh because if you go to harvard you know you're gonna be a smarter person you can go to harvard they go to harvard just go to harvard it's pretty easy just ask black china um or ask or ask the guy, the guy, because like Black China's sort of in the clear here, which is why this is almost a non-story. Like, I really, really don't understand what happened. Can you explain it? So this guy, I, okay, I only, I actually only understand part of it. Basically, Black China gets an email from this guy, and this guy calls himself <laughs> the Renaissance Man of social media. What's really funny about being called the Renaissance Man of, of social media is that I can't find him on social media, and the one social media profile that I did find that could have been him has been suspended. So it's like I maybe don't really... it's like maybe he means Renaissance Man like back in time, like actual Renaissance Man, and like yeah. that's why he can't use it because he's the Renaissance Man. So his name, his name was Christian Emiliano, and oh, he calls himself the social media Renaissance Man. So Black China gets this email from this. guy guy i guess unsolicited email and he's like hey you can go to the harvard business school program for thirty two hundred dollars because the course is twenty two hundred dollars and then you'll pay me one thousand dollars and i'll do the entire course for you but then again, <laughs> like this is legal so it's sort of it, it i i actually think it's legal as far as i can tell because it's like i'll do all the coursework and then i'll like give you all like the the, the Cliff's Notes versions, and then you'll take the test. And so apparently that's like on the up and up, I guess. Um, and then it's like, then you'll be fine. So China sees this and she's like, thank you. No, I don't want this. So this is confirmed by both Black China and this guy, Christian Emiliano. She denied them this. Oh, she but said, no, I don't she said, need no, to go I to, don't. I don't need to go to Harvard and then actually she's, not do anything. Yes. She's like, I'd rather do it myself. So oh, she wow. then applied she decides to actually just like enroll in this course and then she writes that she's 
in the course and post this acceptance letter. This is where things get confusing and I don't really understand. Then she posts this acceptance letter. When she posts the acceptance letter, Harvard is immediately like, people reach out to Harvard and they're like, hey, did Angela White get into Harvard? And they're like, absolutely not. She's not getting into Harvard. This is not real. The acceptance letter is fake. So it's like, as of this moment, nothing else has happened. Like, I don't understand where she got this fake acceptance letter. So what happened maybe is that the guy was not only saying that he would take it for you, it wasn't actually a Harvard Business School course that he was t- saying that he would take for yeah, you. Yeah, like maybe this, like, yeah, is Christian Emiliano involved in this part too? I'm not, I'm not sure. So it's unclear, like this could just be a different, there are two levels of scams going on. One, Absolutely. is this real Harvard? Two, that guy would, that guy is mm-hmm. doing a Lori Lachlan thing where he's like offering to just take it for, or cheat your way through yes, it. Yes, because China has not, so out now, so the first thing that came out was Black China said, I'm at, I'm at Harvard. Everyone's like, yes, queen, that's amazing, cool, great. Then they find out that the Harvard acceptance letter was fake. Then the Christian Emiliano guy comes out and he's like, here's what happened. But his explanation doesn't really help solve anything. His explanation just says, no. I tried to get her to do this. She said no and then applied on her own. Okay, that's all well and good. But what the hell did she apply to where she got this wonky ass Olivia Munn Pages letter from Harvard that's like, here, definitely you are 100% in Harvard. Congratulations on being in Harvard. Like, I'm at, at this point in time, I'm just going to blame Olivia Munn. I just love his offer was, you can go on the Harvard campus and take a picture with hoodie. a Harvard hoodie on. Yeah. You can post updates on your Snapchat and Instagram story. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, can I just say something? You can go to Harvard, the school, buy a hoodie and pose on Harvard and just be like, I passed. I won. I'm, I graduated. Can we like, do that you when can we're in Boston? Yeah, like you can actually do that. That is uh, literally possible for you to do that. And honestly, like if Black China was like, I went to Harvard, I'd be like, great. I believe you. I don't okay, know. Let's, What's she doing? When we're in Boston for our live show, we should we're definitely to go to Cambridge <laughs> and go into the quad or whatever, buy a Harvard hoodie. <laughs> Put it on, take the photo, no. then immediately return it, post the photos on Instagram, and say, we're at, we're in Harvard. I'll print us diplomas that are like, Harvard, you graduate, graduated Harvard. Oh, I'll put them right next to the diplomas I've never done anything with from my actual college. Um, yeah, that you actually went to school for. <laughs> I actually don't know where my diplomas are. Who cares? Uh, I think my parents have it in there. I think my diplomas are like in my parents' house versus who like in my... Who yeah. cares? You know who... You know who didn't go to Harvard? Who? The Duggars. No, they didn't. They did not go to Harvard. Uh, they don't go to. Did they go to any school? I mean, they went to church. <laughs> right. I know that. Well, the school of the, the school of the God. school of church. This isn't that big of a story. I'm glad. I'm so thrilled that you put this in the doc because when I saw this tweet, I never actually clicked the story. I only saw the tweet that was like the Duggars renamed their deviled eggs as Yellow Pocket Angel Eggs. <laughs> so why it's just, like, why not just name fully, them Angel Eggs? It's it's. It's galaxy brain freedom fries, you know? It's like... Well, it's, it's like, like the first head would be deviled eggs. The second head would be angel eggs. The third the third head would be like yellow angel eggs. And then the fourth would be yellow pocket angel. I truly don't understand why yellow pocket angel eggs is what, they're, what they landed on. I don't either. And I'm trying to find out like... Is angel eggs something else? No, but the the reason you call them deviled, what what deviled Uh-oh, means? Oh, here he comes. No, I'm, here he go- <laughs> I'm saying if, if 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 you want to if you want to go into the the history of the word, the the reason yeah. it's something is called deviled is because it's it has something you know hot in it, something spicy hot in it, and so when something is deviled, that typically means that it has something spicy in it. In the case of deviled eggs, it's usually like cayenne pepper or something. You know, it's made uh-huh. spicy or a, a spicy mustard. Uh-huh. You know, it's like that. It's it's heat. 
It's flavor heat. So the, okay, so deviled eggs, them. Angel eggs, absolute who. Yellow yes. pocket angel eggs is on an entirely different level. Also, calling them pocket, does that mean that when you tap, take the yolk out of something, then it leaves a pocket in the hard-boiled egg? Is that what they Yellow mean? Yellow pocket angel eggs. <laughs> so Mommy, make a, do you think if I call Postmates, I could get Bella Hadid to deliver me some yellow pocket angel eggs? <laughs> no, because you'd be like, what the fuck are those? <laughs> God. Some, I love the name. Why give the devil any more popularity when his works already run rampant in our society, one person wrote. <laughs> Wait, so, someone else so said, funny. we call them angel eggs too, so feel free to overreact and tell me how wrong I am, another wrote God. Facebook broke everyone's brain. Facebook broke Every single person's brain. This is such oh, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, no, being mad about people, being mad in advance about people being mad about you calling is eggs angel eggs is the broken the face, brain. The Facebookization of someone's brain, where they like, are preemptively getting mad I'm about- I'm going to call these angel <laughs> eggs, and then people are going to be so <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> Coriel Elgendre writes- this might be the dumbest thing I've ever seen to get this kind of attention. They're deviled eggs for fuck's sake. End of story. This family deserves no fame, no attention, anything. They're known for having too many children. They are, though. We never talk about them because they're so dull, so dull and I can never figure out who's who. But, like, I feel like every day they're in the news because one of them is pregnant or baby or divorced or married or, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's wild. Sure. They take up so much space. Shirley Harold is the most recent commenter on the angel, God, pocket angel, angel eggs, whatever. <laughs> and she just writes, Yellow recipe pocket. For, she just writes, recipe for angel eggs. <laughs> recipe for angel eggs. It's like she was Googling. She wants recipe for angel eggs. We need to move on because we have a big story that we need to cover and we need to give it enough time. The top of this ad copy says Aura pronounced Aura, but what it should say is Aura pronounced like Rita, because it is. It's Rita Aura, but this is just we're Aura. We're quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce Aura. Let yeah, me tell please. you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts, because we've both been giving Aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say <laughs> they never flop. As long as we've been doing the ads. It's true, They've though. never because Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time. That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like, I'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Lindsay, this is really funny. So I... I didn't know about this and then because I don't pay attention to Bravo as we all know but I was like slowly this was a real fun slow burn because I was like wait what and I read this whole thing that you dropped in here from Reddit and then I started clicking all these links and I started doing my own googling and I was like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life and I don't really and it doesn't even really have a conclusion yet which is also no and I and I wasn't going to like the, the thing was, I, w- I almost didn't put this on here because I didn't want to subject you to it because it feels like insidery no, it's to, in a way that it's not fun because we try – I try and keep like – like if we talk about a Bravo or a Property Brothers or another thing, it has mm-hmm. to be in the context outside of the show because there's a lot of – we if we were just talking about shows, we'd be recapping shows. Like that's mm-hmm. not the point of this. We're talking about the real life 
reality stars yeah. that yeah. exist outside of their show. So I saw Lala Kent, I saw Randall, and I knew you liked, I knew you were interested in Randall because he is like interesting. He's, uh, Lala and Randall are interesting. Like when they take their PJ or whatever, I think that they're funny. I think that yeah. they're funny. And he, you know, the fact that he's like based off of, uh, he's based off of, um, the turtle character from Entourage mm-hmm. and he plays that he has the poker and blah blah and he's also a producer and this is how this leads into the story he's a he was or is a producer on the show Power that's 50 Cent's show mm-hmm. on Stars I want to say Stars really like yes it. it's Stars and so I guess what happened was that 50 Cent who again is 50 Cent is known for being purposefully petty mm-hmm. like he'll just he'll call out literally anything he has no kind of yeah. He does it he does it for fun. So, 50 was watching a Vanderpump Rules rerun on Bravo <laughs> like early in the morning, which I love. And he saw the part of, uh, where Lala is getting her hair done and she explains how the night that she like went out with Randall and the way that the night that she met him, she <laughs> um he uh, Randall sent his assistant over to offer her an audition in his hotel room and guess what? Rand saw me and sent his assistant up to ask me if I was an actress. I told him to go to my Instagram account. The next day, I get a phone call that says, you have an audition. That's crazy. I had auditioned for it, and we went out, me and him, and like two of my friends, and I let him hit it the first night, and we were inseparable. He would just send me like really expensive gifts. The first night we banged, I got a car the next day. He was like, do you want a Range Rover? I was like, yeah. But it's also just funny because last season or two seasons ago when they first met this person on the show, they kept being like, why does Lala have a Range Rover? How can she afford a Range Rover? She's literally a hostess. And that's what's so funny about this. It's like now in retrospect, she's like, yeah, bitch, like I gave a blowjob, got a Range Rover. And everyone's like, this is the funniest thing. Anyways, apparently the Range Rover was a gift from him that he gave to another mistress before he snatched it, it back and gave to, it yeah. to Lala because he was married and had two kids at the, all at this time. Anyways, 50 Cent is watching the, watching the clip and he knows Randall because him and Randall were together on power and i guess they had uh some issues where apparently 50 cents had lent randall a million you keep calling him dollars. 50 cents <laughs> oh well he like well he lent him a million his okay. name is 50 cents and he lent him a million and i guess because randall's a big poker player that's when you get into like all of this lending money being a little bit of a sketchier thing mm-hmm um, I also love that the Bravo Reddit, they call Lala Lauren from Utah because she <laughs> is a little bit problematic in the way that she speaks. So they're just like, all right, Lauren from Utah. She is okay. from Utah. So she he posts the clip of Lala talking about the Range Rover. And he writes, um, he says that Randall's a sucker and Lala's a gold digger. And it's kind of like funny. Like, it's kind of like all in good fun is what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. he's petty. He saw the clip. It is funny. He posts it, whatever. He's friends with Randall. The problem is Lala, because she's like, uh-oh, she responds. And she's like, get the strap. Like, she's just out of control. <laughs> like, literally, she just, like, responds, like, the most insane comment. Like, where? I don't even know. I don't think it... Uh, it's sad you have to like go back. I think because she deleted it because he was like, please delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see her first response. I will say, I will say while you're looking for this, my favorite thing about this are like some two, two very iconic misspellings. One of them. Oh, well, Randall. We're not there yet. Well, Randall yeah. and Randall and uh, 
50 are friends but when 50 posts a screenshot of his phone i'll get my favorite i'll save for later but when 50 posts a screenshot of his phone like text that he's sending with randall he misspells randall's name in his contact list so at the top oh, of yeah. the screenshot it says randall <laughs> you know it's everything is spelled incorrectly Wait, so i'm not gonna find it because so lala claps back in the comments the best part is the other vanderpump rules cast members are like oh shit oh shit like because at this point it's still all in good fun because it's funny. they make fun of themselves all the time Whatever. So Lala posts this comment and then 50 Cent is like, uh oh, you're dead. And like literally is like, I'm going to I'm going to get you. And I need my money by Monday, Randall. And then he says and then he posts, he's like, oh, uh, your girl's going to comment on here and like and insult me. Well, Randall, you owe me a million dollars and I need it by Monday. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then he starts posting text messages from Randall. So Randall starts texting him like, I'm in the hospital. I had a, a heart, heart attack. attack. I, I can't pay you the, the money. I, I can't, can't pay you the money because I had a heart attack. <laughs> and then someone, I guess 50 Cent, someone in 50 Cent's like crew, I don't know, just a fan, updated Randall's Wikipedia. So then the bottom of the intro, it says he owes 50 Cent, a.k.a. Wait, no, I can't even get there yet. He owes 50 Cent a million by Monday or else. He's faked a heart attack to get out of it thus far. So that's so all his Wikipedia. It was for like a second. Read the text from Randall to 50 Cent that 50 I posted. Love, Just I love it. it so much. So it says, she is my... <laughs> Rand- Randall. She is she is my fiance, and I also misspelled. She is my fiance, and I asked you to be in my wedding last week. I'm sorry. Randell, I mean, that's Randell. 50 Cent says, fuck that. I told you I wasn't fucking with you. What the fuck would you want me in your wedding for? Like I ain't got shit else to do. Get the fuck out of here. You took my kindness for weakness. Now I'm sh- now I'm going to show you what I've been trying not to do to you dumb motherfuckers. And then Randall, Randell responds with the iconic, I said I'm sorry, Fofty. <laughs> I apologize. But then he kept going. I'm heading to the emergency room. I'm not doing well. Please don't text me anymore. I'm sorry for everything, T. This is too much for me. I'm so hurt and not feeling well. Now my ex is fucking with me after you post this. It's very bad for me on all levels. (laughs) Going to ER to make sure not having... Going to ER to make sure not having heart attack. Please, 50. No more. And then Randall, 11.52 p.m. Get, I mean, sorry, Fofty at 11.52 p.m. Get the fuck out of here, Randall. You told your girl to say that bullshit because when we were ha- when we had dinner, it was to talk about EIF directing. You fucking loser. Did you tell her you owed me a million dollars over six years? Keep playing with me and get your fucking head cracked in front of everybody. Oh, my God. So he well, needs his funny. money his by money. Ex, Randall's ex commented on something and said, yes, 50 Cent said it best. Ho's winning. I guess if that's what you call it, Randy got what he wanted. So, like... She's just kind of like, fuck you. Because I think, you know, he left his wife, his ex-girlfriend, or oh, I forget, don't even yeah. know, for Lala, which was kind of like how this all started. Chrissy Teigen weighs in and says, I never, ever want 50 Cent to be mad at me. Please love me, Fofty. <laughs> well, then Fofty became a meme. People were memeing it. Money by Monday, Randall, became really funny. That's a good meme. <laughs> Money by Monday, Randall. Money by Monday. Um he and gave him like, two hundred fifty thousand dollars already. He gave him two hundred fifty thousand dollars the moment Fifty Cent got mad. The moment <laughs> the moment Fofty was like, "I need a, I need my million dollars." Randall was like, "Okay, here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars immediately." Fofty. Immediately. Fofty. Meanwhile, Lala Lala turned it into Me Too movement. Lala turned it right. into Me Too activism on her Instagram live, and she was like, "This is like bullying. This is like harassment. This is like the same thing as Harvey Weinstein." If you have been affected by a man like Fifty, do not be quiet. We're not be silenced 
and we need to let these fuckers know that they are not safe. Fofty was like, what are you talking about? This is nothing like F- Harvey Weinstein. Honestly, it, it, it it's getting extremely team no one, but I will say it's hilarious. It's no, it's 100% team no one because it's such a funny, again, misunderstanding where 50 like posted a joke like from with a clip from the TV show that you are on. It wasn't like this behind the scenes moment and said like, LOL, Randall, like like kind of like fucking with his friend, mm-hmm. like, haha, my pal Randall. And you can tell, I mean, not to throw this a word around so lightly, but like Randall's kind of a cuck. Kind of a pushover, kind of a... But also an idiot. Everyone involved in the story is like, it's truly an idiocracy moment because everyone involved is really stupid and really rich. And whenever you combine really stupid and really rich and famous, you get this. But it's like, you have two alphas, which is like 50 Cent and Lala. So then you have like... Randall's just kind of just trying to stay alive and like play play poker and be happy and like get blowjobs and like live his life. Like, do you know what I mean? Like him and Lala are engaged now at this point. He's taken this very far. And so that's why this is just like so funny to me because you can tell this guy has survived for so long. I mean, literally is Turtle from Entourage by being like the best buddy and like tagging along and I'm cool and I'm this and mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean? Just being like a big talker, but mm-hmm. then bending over backwards literally when everyone's like, uh, Randall, like whatever, you know, and he's like, uh, uh, you know, I know, That's I know it's I funny. It's really, Frofty. really funny. So, Frofty. I mean, right now we're recording this on Monday. So TBD, if he got his money by Monday, Fofty, but I know it's Sunday. Oh, it is Monday. Did it's he get Monday. his money? Money by Monday? Did I feel like if it? he had gotten his money, it would be on his Instagram grid by now. And it's not. So... I don't know. It's still pretty early. It's 7.30 on the Pacific on, on Pacific time. So in LA. Oh, right. It's still early. So when is it? When is the money due? He's got, you know, fewer than 12. He's got, he's, you know, 12 hours, 12, 12 hours, 16 hours. If you're asking me about deadlines, you always have till end of day. And even then you have till like midnight. 16 hours. He's got like 16 hours until he has to give him the money. Money by Monday, by Randall. Money by Monday. $750,000. Randall, Fofty, I really, really love this. I'm feeling you. So I want to, before we talk about this next two who has really iconic hair, great hair, I'm going to talk about my hair, Lindsay. I'm going to talk about custom hair care. I'm going to talk about pros. Did you get your pros pack? Your custom hair care pros pack? Anything that says made for Lindsay, I'm like, yes. Like, I love a personalization, even if it's, like, written in marker, like, on anything. Because I got, like, a, a pre-shampoo cream that's in its own little jar. And I then got I got a too, shampoo. Yes. And then I got a conditioner. Yes. And they all say, for Bobby. And they're all in the shower. And Josh was laughing at it. He was like, oh, I guess I can't use it because it says for Bobby. And I was like, yeah, you can't. It's my custom shampoo from Pros. I'm sorry. You can't use it. And I really like it. I don't shampoo every day, but I do condition every day. And I uh-huh, love uh-huh, the conditioner. Uh-huh. Same. The uh, leave-in shampoo thing was a new a new experience for me, but I really liked the way my hair specifically smelled afterwards. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, Pros is the only hair care that is 100% custom-made for your hair, your lifestyle, and your preferences. No more off-the-shelf products that sort of work. Pros formulas are made with exactly the right ingredients to treat your unique hair needs with natural premium ingredients. Go to Pros.com and complete a free consultation. I did it. Lindsay did it. It didn't take long. It was fun. It was, like, very visual. It covers everything from your diet and exercise, even your local climate and water quality, and they make masks, shampoos, and conditioners for your specific needs. So with Pros, you can customize your 
products to be vegan, silicone-free, gluten-free, or fragrance-free. Like, you can, like, click if you want them to be any of those things. And mm -hmm. that means you have over 50 billion possible combinations. So your pros products are truly one of a kind because they're designed for you. Specifically, they're made in New York, and they're shipped right to your door. No one else offers this level of personalization. So get started right now for $10 off your first order at pros.com who. That's pros.com who. For $10 off your first order, pros.com slash who, P-R-O-S-E. Speaking of hair, I said I was going to talk about hair. This headline on Just Jared is really funny, and it says, Jojo Siwa hangs out with Just a Jared huge... Just Jr. Sorry, Just Jared Jr. How dare I slander them? Jojo Siwa hangs out with a huge star, and there's Jojo in her perfect hair and her perfect bow. And it says, Jojo Siwa is having the best day of rehearsal for her upcoming tour. Lindsay, who was the huge star that she was hanging out well, with? Well, this is the best part. It's like, it's just Jared Jr. So you're, you know, and, and then you're the like, Haley Steinfeld. Of, the rule of SEO is that you lead with the big star. And this is just such a, an amazing example of why Just Jared Jr. is my favorite website, which is the huge star that Jojo Siwa hung out with, who is not named in the headline, is fucking Kanye West. <laughs> it's Kanye West. In, in Just Jared Jr. land, Kanye West is not worthy of the headline, is not more famous than Jojo. It's really it's, it's incredible it's just like a it's, it's an it's incredible, incredible peek into uh the just jared jr like celebrity economy like can you imagine in there who jared let's, let's just call them jared can you imagine like in jared's mind like the who has precedence over who i mean jojo is the kanye of just jared jr i think that's sort of what is being signified here yeah signaled here <laughs> jojo she's gonna put that like on her hideous car. The Kanye I mean, West I of love, Just Jared Jr. What I love about JoJo is that she's so popular for a certain age that anyone who has a kid who is the age in which they love JoJo, the parents like have this weird reverence for JoJo. So you mm -hmm. have like actual talented celebrities who are who are like love jojo because their kids like jojo more than they like them you mm -hmm. know it's like mm -hmm. like north you can see like northwest is like obsessed with jojo hasn't like is not obsessed with her dad's music or or like accomplishments but mm -hmm. is like um jojo's my number one favorite pop star so kanye who is you know kanye is like i gotta see what this this jojo's about <laughs> <laughs> but like kanye was not good enough for a just jared headline let me read you some other headlines on just jared jr um, and show you who was worthy of a Just Jared Jr. headline. Meg Donnelly takes the stage at D Disney Channel Fan Fest. Peyton Elizabeth Lee and Joshua Rush bring Andy Mack to Disney Channel Fan Fest. Three names I've never heard of, and one of them is fictional. Andy Mack's a TV show. No idea. No idea. Brenda Song premieres Amphibia at Disney Channel Fan Fest. Brent, Brenda Song is like 40 years old, so I, yeah. it makes me laugh that she's still on Just Jared And Jr. then just JoJo Siwa hangs out with a huge star. You gotta scroll, 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 scroll. Before you get Kanye West. I love it. You know who also it. didn't get named? Descendants 3 to premiere in August. Watch the new Hades-centered teaser. It's like a photo of Cheyenne Jackson. Cheyenne Jackson was not famous enough to Are be in the kidding? headline. Cheyenne I Jackson. I cannot think of somebody who matters less to just Jared Jr. fans than Cheyenne Jackson. No, what I'm Jackson. saying is Cheyenne Jackson and Kanye West are on the exact same level, according to just Jared Jr. Two headlines. It's wild. <laughs> Um, speaking of tabloids with a bias, I gotta say, I'm obsessed with how much the Daily Mail hates Tammy Hembro. I don't think we should talk about Tammy Hembro every week, but it feels like every week the Daily Mail is just coming for Tammy Hembro. Yeah, why remember do you how, think that is? I don't know. I think she's an easy target, but remember last week they were mad at her for like some other thing that felt very small? Oh, she had a tag showing on her, on her, in her shirt. Another tag. That was a couple weeks ago. She, there, so this always week, tags. 
This week they're saying, is that really appropriate? Tammy Hembro flaunts her cleavage and washboard abs in a plunging denim bustier as she attends a children's charity event in Brisbane, which I love. Basically, they're saying that she's dressed too sexy for this child charity event. Well, you know how else they cover that story? With this headline, quote, I've dealt with bullies my entire life. Tammy Hembro makes a heartbreaking confession as she flaunts her cleavage in double dead man <laughs> anti-bullying children's charity. Well, who do you think the bullies are? It's like the Daily Mail staff. I mean, even Sharing the a busty photo like, of herself to Instagram from the event, the 25-year-old wrote, I've dealt with bullies my entire life. <laughs> well, this is busting out Tammy Hembro pictured. What, fuck, what the f- Struggle to contain her cleavage in a busty denim ensemble at a charity event in Brisbane on Friday. The other, another, um caption is careful the 25 year old came dangerously close to suffering a wardrobe malfunction careful (laughs) the daily mail decides whether it wants to be like your rude aunt being like "Mm, that's what you're wearing to grandma's funeral like "Mm, that's what you're wearing (laughs) like that's what you're wearing to passover or whatever (laughs) i'm i can't stop laughing at this um yeah they really really hate her i don't i don't get it they, they really must really really hate her. i don't know they really hate her no i'm i'm fine with it i think you're allowed to have like enemies i mean she must be so annoying to them because she's just like always around mm-hmm. and i bet she loves being you know covered so careful. she doesn't care careful i can't wait till hammy Hem- tammy hembro like retweets them and is like the daily mail is like you know like olivia munns yeah. here's a short essay on the daily mail i mean honestly I will I will be on a celebrity's corner if they dump on the Daily Mail. That's true. That's true. I'll be like, That's I get true. it. That's you know true. what? I get it. That's true. I get it. Let's um let's move on to Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? What is Rita Ora up to? She's still promoting this song. She's really? on tour. Well, she's on tour. That's the main thing. She's on tour, so she has been wearing oh, bright, the... colorful, skin-tight cat suit for the first date of a European tour. Then she right. performed in fishnet tights and orange hot pants on tour. Then she was seen greeting fans um, at one of her tour stops. And I she gotta had... say, Rita on tour is so boring. It's boring. Um, so we're we're we have two actually interesting Rita stories because she's very busy right now, and we know we get the best Rita content from when she's not busy. Um, she was mentioned by Sophia Reyes, who is a member of that. Um, the, the, the trio that performed R.I.P., not the right, original R.I.P., at, but the new R.I.P. It's Rita, the, Sophia, and Anita. She was at the Latin Billboard Awards and said, like, Rita is cool. She inspires me. No, well, she said Anita inspires her so much. And then she says, she also admits to being a fan of Rita. That's it. That's it. Um, so she's a fan of Rita. But this is the number one Rita news of the week. Lindsay. What? Your parents live in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's where I literally am right now. And guess who is headlining St. Petersburg Pride 2019? None other Let than guess. Rita Ora. If that's and not a Lisa sign, Lope. and Lisa Lowe, we don't care about her. We don't care about Lisa Lowe. Well, it's funny because my parents were taking me like through the downtown Can area of St. Pete, at their house. and it's like. You get, they're not going to be here. You can stay. Yeah, we can stay here. But you don't want to be in Florida in June. But I want to be there for Pride. Uh, Okay, well, I mean. 
does does JetBlue fly to does JetBlue fly to St. Petersburg? What do you don't Google the don't Google flights? Tell me tell me what you think what should we expect from St. Petersburg Pride? Not that you've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of action. It could be fun. Okay. Um it uh, I'm just uh, saying I will <laughs> I will text you the prices I am seeing and it's more affordable than I expected but still too much to like really justify. I mean, you would stay for free. <laughs> stay for free. This is to Tampa. What do we think about this for a round trip? That's very cheap. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you. LaGuardia to Tampa. Affordable. We get it on Saturday afternoon. Oh, it arrives at 9.09 p.m. That's why it's so cheap because it has a crazy connection in Boston. This is just insane. You would have to see Lisa Loeb on Friday and Rita Ora on Saturday. Honestly, it's like the two genders, even though they're the same gender. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Okay. Well, um, I think we're done for the week. <sighs> I know. I certainly am. So thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly. The bonus episode drops this week sometime. Also, newsletter on Friday. Can't wait. Buy tickets to our live shows, Nashville, Boston, and D.C. If you come and see us in Boston, ideally we'll be wearing Harvard hoodies after taking photos. We will actually will have graduated lawn. Harvard. We plan to graduate before. <laughs> yes. And call in 619-WHO-THEM if you want to leave a question, comment, concern, and we might play it on Friday's episode of Who's There. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You will say that.